listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 227. Killer Lord's here with the one, the only, the almost late for his own uh, live stream recording podcast, do Lolly John Brownstone. Almost doesn't count except in horseshoes and hand grenades. I mean, technically we decide our own start time, so you can never really be late. Yeah. It's like when we got married, everybody was all worried about me or you being late. I'm like, mm, they can't even start without us. So what does late even mean? There you go. There you go. This week, we're talking about something central to our relationship, teasing and being teased, mm -hmm. both in the kinky fuckery way, of course, everybody gets all excited, <laughs> but also within your relationship. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, <laughs> even though John Brownstone makes a face at me every time I say that, LovingDS and the number one, LovingDS1, <laughs> or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream this podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Big shout out to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We thank you for your support. If you'd Absolutely. like access to more content like a special uh, patron-only podcast and a patron-only live Q&A and sneak peeks, uh, patrons get to see new videos before anybody else, and they get to know what we're working on before anybody else. If you would like some of that, wow! and if you would like to just support the work we're doing, you can join us on Patreon for as low as $2 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash killalords. That's patreon.com slash killalords, or use the link in the show notes. And no, you cannot go to patreon.com and just search for me because I'm considered, my name is considered an adult account which is accurate you look adult to me I and mean. so they won't let us show up and search so you have to use the direct link patreon.com slash lords okay so you've pushed the magic button now yes okay i said that and immediately puffed the magic dragon the the tune to that came into my head just saying he lives by the sea you know <clears throat> yes but he's a metaphor we know he's a metaphor <laughs> When you're singing that song as a kid, you don't know the, what Puff the Magic Dragon is a metaphor for, but I'm just saying. Okay, that's completely off topic. Yes. Um, before we get into it, just a quick reminder, the Elegantly Owned giveaway is still technically going on because we are mm -hmm. still in July. I am okay with the month of July. July does not bother me. This specific July 2020 has not bothered me, but this month does feel like the longest month ever. Yes. I feel like I've been telling people about the Elegantly Owned giveaway video link in show notes for podcast listeners. Um, it's one of our videos. I'm, maybe I linked it in the description box. Fuck if I know uh, for YouTube. But um, and I want people to watch that video and to enter the giveaway. And yes, 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 yes. Three prizes to be given away. But I feel like that's all I say anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure people would say yes. Yes, Kayla, that's all you say anymore. Um, but yes, that is still going on. That actually goes on through the month of July. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one entry per person. But you know, if you got a partner, get them to enter. I'm just saying. <sighs> I, I'm here for whatever it takes to increase your chances is all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Because, come on, we know. We know. Okay, so that's my only announcement. And because I made this week's notes while I had some clarity of mind, we're going to, like, try to have our crap together. And I broke this topic down into different sections to talk about. Oh, goodness. I know. 
go. So the topic for the week is teasing and being teased within your relationship. Um, I saw some of the live stream chat before we officially came on, and I know where people's minds immediately went. And so we're going to start there. But yes, but it's also the way you interact with one another in a relationship. I don't know if you've uh, noticed, but teasing is like a second language to uh, John Brownstone and myself. It's just what we do. Um, I want a, a disclosure at the very top, especially when we're talking about teasing in for, in, within relationships. Um, contrary to what some people think, uh, that teasing nature, that playful nature, uh, is not just a caregiver little thing. It's a personality thing. It's about how you relate with people. It doesn't care how you... It doesn't matter how you do your power exchange. Mm-hmm. If you have that type of personality, teasing just comes into it. And it's funny because this conversation came to me as an idea, not because of any sexy fun times involving teasing, but because of very serious conversations we had to have with one another about how one of us, and we've both done it, went a little too fucking far. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ooh, ooh, that's that's good for a topic. So that's what we're talking about. And we are going to break this up into sections because... <laughs> go big or go home, right? I love to pick massive topics you could never talk about in just a day. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I like a challenge is all I'm saying. Um, So let's see. Let me start with, we will start with the sexy fun time. Okay. So let's talk about examples of of teasing in our kinky fuckery or sexy fun times. You go first because you're like the king of teasing. Oh in these goodness, things. put me on the spot. See now, now that I have to talk about it, where do I go with it? I mean, I <laughs> I know what you've done to tease me. I know how you will if there's oral sex involved, which that feels like a distant memory. Um, <laughs> the tip of your tongue will meet the tip of my clit, and you'll just sit there, and I'm like bucking and pulling, and you're like. You can't make me move because I'm stronger than you. Neener, neener, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. I mean, what you do is you give me that sadistic laugh, but we all know that's what you're thinking in your head. Nye, 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 nye. I know, I know, I know, I know, because that's what I'm thinking when I tease you about something else. Um, or, or like I pretend I'm going to enter you and just. You just hang there, and I'm yeah. like moving up. Like, can I? My hips don't. My hips don't lie, and they don't move that way. And I'm like, maybe if I just do a hip thrust at the exact perfect angle, I can get penetration. And he just backs up. He knows I have no flexibility or uh, <laughs> athleticism, so he just pulls back like barely. And I'm like thwarted. So I'm curious as mm-hmm. the tease in the sexy fun times. Yes. Does it touch your sadistic side? Do you just consider it fun? Is it is it prolonging? Um, what is what it, is it? It's a little bit of both, definitely a little of both, but it it more than definitely hits the sadistic side. Oh yeah, you're, I hear your sadistic laugh more when you are teasing me, and and it's part denial, denying me pleasure that you know you're going to give me in some form, but you're making me wait. Do yeah. you do that because you know I am an impatient person too? Is that part of it? That makes it all the more fun. Okay, so that that's like, you would do it anyway, but if I just like laid there like a lump, you'd be like, well, maybe this isn't as fun as I thought it was. But right. Because I'm like, give it to me. Be- because I get that reaction. Mm-hmm. So you do and, it for the reaction. Oh, absolutely. Do you ever do it to prolong your own kind of moment? 
like it's going good it's going good let's slow it down a little bit let's let's tease because i could see teasing being used for that very specific purpose. To, to a certain extent but more for me mm-hmm. more so for the reaction do so we know it touches your sadistic side <clears throat> mm-hmm. does it tap into that power and control part of your dominance oh absolutely Y'all hear, did y'all hear his voice the way I just did that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this this relates to the conversation later about teasing within the relationship, but while we're on this tapping into your sadism and your mm-hmm. dominance, all other forms of teasing that we'll talk about later yeah. that are interactions, mm-hmm. is, is it the same thing? Um, or similar, I should say? No, that okay. that's a whole different... Okay, then we'll get to it. I just yeah. wanted, while we were on this topic... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not your first partner. I'm not even no. your only partner. Um, do you find that teasing in the sexy, fun way is part of how you just are in sex and I, dominance? Or is it? does it depend on the partner? It does slightly depend on the partner, but it is an intrinsic part of who I am. So... If you were to meet somebody and you discovered they did not relate well to that, they did not react to that, would that be a moment of you're like, maybe this isn't the partner for me, or do you just adjust? Um, I don't know if I could adjust to that not being because it's so much of who I am. Oh, yeah. I mean, you sexually and relationally you tease as easily as breathing like you don't even know you're teasing sometimes now yeah it's like second nature to me you know now in kinky fuckery it does feel a lot more deliberate oh yeah are you planning that out or are you seizing opportunities oh no it's never planned okay okay it's never it's not something i plan um it it's something that you know seize the moment gotcha When, when i see it I mean, yeah. I, I grabbed the bull by the horns. You tease by <laughs> touching me slightly, mm-hmm. sexy, get me there, and then stopping. You, like you already said, you'll hold back from penetration because yeah. you know I'm like, hello, mm-hmm. hello. Um, you do it with impact play. So you'll, yeah. you do, two things that come to mind is where you'll rub my butt nice and smooth and sweet when I'm expecting a wallop. Right. Or you'll make fake passes like you're about to swing and then you stop yourself short. Yeah. Um, what other ways do you remember or think of that you would classify on the teasing method for? Um, laying out toys for you to see and then. The mind fuck. The mind yeah. fuck is a, is, can it's be part tease. of teasing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends on what kind of mind fuck you do. We right. did an entire episode on mind fucks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is or you're like, mm, what? Yeah, they're go, they're all kind of intertwined. Yeah, and it's it's where there's that really nice overlap between all kinds of things. Orgasm orgasm control in any form is certainly a power thing and a yeah. a kinky fuckery thing. Um, denial and edging both, depending on how you do it, and you do it this way, can absolutely be a teasing thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you even tease verbally because you'll get kind of sing-songy about it. Like that, you know, neener, the neener, neener. <laughs> like we're back to neener, neener, neener. He's like, oh, you really want me to do this, don't you? And I'm like, yes. Here's what I've learned, though. The more I beg for it, the longer I have to wait. Ooh. I have learned that. <laughs> that uh, pro tip to anybody out there who's, sub, who's a submissive or a bottom with a teasing <clears throat> partner who loves to get you to a point and then stop and make you beg. 
Uh, sometimes the begging is fun. Let, let's mm-hmm. let's be let's be real. Let's be honest here. The begging is fun. Um, but the more you're like, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, in whatever way you do that, I do it just like that. Um, I have learned the longer you're gonna wait. So I do sometimes wonder if it's this is where we can overlap with other forms of of relating and power exchange. So okay. some people follow very much a discipline kind of thing for their power exchange. Discipline is not just following rules. Discipline is self-control sometimes. So because we have done that in the past, I have wondered if what you're doing is testing my self-control, testing my discipline. Can I wait for you to decide and not demand it? Which depending on how you do your kinky fuckery and your power exchange, sometimes quote air quote demanding, Uh, in the middle of fuckery can be hot and fun and it's a way to like play with your power dynamic in a different way. And sometimes it can be seen as not very respectful and and not great. So there's a line there. But when we're doing it, by the time we're naked, okay, y'all, by the time we've gotten to that point, uh, (laughs) it's very much, there's a lot of playful, there's not strict, there's not strict DS dynamics there is absolutely power and control because you are in control Mm -hmm. of that entire situation so because we have played and we engage in discipline on certain ways right when you tease are you ever testing my discipline my self-control or is it that you want me to be begging i i want you to be begging because I love Because your sadist is like, yes, beg, bitch, beg. Like yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, much. but in a sexy way. That was yeah. not sexy. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, do you have any. Uh, I don't, I don't want to call them methods, but any sort of ways that you consistently look for opportunities to tease because every situation is going to be different. Every moment is going to be different. Is it about, oh, she's right on the edge. This is the time to stop. Or, oh, she looks really excited. Let me stop. Like, what's your point where you go, this is the moment to insert Ooh, tease? That's, that's, that's tough, okay? Because, you know, I know you give me a hard time about puns. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yes. You do. Yes. But it's it's one of those things, it's not something that I'm constantly looking for. It's, it's all about the window of opportunity. So you have to be paying attention for that window yeah. of opportunity. Gotcha. You know, it, it's something that just kind of, you know, bam, yeah, this is it go for it kind of thing is it something is it i would okay i'm a lot of uh, 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 sorry y'all i want to say it's a skill that can be developed like anything else i do think it's also part of your personality if you're just if you're wired that way it's mm-hmm. going to come a little bit more naturally but is it something that the more you do it the easier it is to do the easier it is to see those windows of opportunity where you're like oh this is a moment this is a moment to it's it's like exercising any muscle because it hits your sadistic side, do you find it easier to tease and deny? And to, it's a little bit like 
a cat batting a mouse. I mean, <laughs> that is what it feels like. And so can we give you a checklist of 20 ways to tease your partner in bed tonight? No, because everybody's going to want and like and enjoy something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But is it so you're looking for windows of opportunity. It's yes. it's easier to do the more you do it. But because it hits your sadistic side clearly so strongly. <laughs> y'all, do you hear this? I just want to put his laugh on a loop for some of y'all. I probably can make a shit ton of money with that. Just sell your sadistic laugh. Uh, recordings, I mean. <laughs> We're not doing a little mermaid thing. Nobody's signing away our voice. Anyway, um, that was a tangent. Um does it come easily more easily to you when you're more in a sadistic mindset or are you just always kind of in a sadistic mindset, especially once the clothes come off? Cause that's how, how you are. That's part of your. Kink. Oh yeah. Um, again, it, it's something that it may not always be evident until there's a gleam in his eye. And the eyebrow. Goes the out. eyebrows. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But again, it's one of those things that, you know, you, you look for that for that opening, that crack, and then you just kind of go in and open it up. I mean, that sounded highly sexual, and that's not even what you meant. Please open me up. Okay. Um, so let me talk for a minute, for just a hot minute, about teasing from the other side. So as the submissive, as the one who was not in control of any of this, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. If there is a Jesus, thank you. Um, because I don't, I don't want control, and my my brain can't even process some of that stuff. From the other side, not receiving but giving, mm-hmm. I have done it to you. Yes. For me, and this will be different for everybody. It is so within who I am as a submissive. It is not like I don't have this wild animal of a woman that comes out of me and's like you know fucking with your head and teasing you and getting you hot and then denying you because mm, that's that's wrong side of the slash there mm. it is very much a playful thing yes so every once in a while you will admit that you have sensitive nipples sometimes he tries to deny it and he's got this great self-control which just pisses me off <laughs> and i'll just like mess with him a little bit it's a little bit like tickling the beast it's a little bit like poking the bear it's a little bit like <laughs> I want a thing and I don't, I know what to say. I know what the words are, but I don't like that. So I'm just going to poke you. I'm going to mess with your nipple because you mess with mine. I'm going to give what I get. I'm going to get it for YouTube watchers can see the look on his face. Podcast <laughs> listeners, I'm sorry, you cannot see that look. <laughs> OMG, he does not appreciate it. Um, I'll, um, when I'm feeling really like, woo, I might like lick you, lick the cock. Yeah kiss you i'll do like a little thing mm-hmm. and then i'll stop and you'll just lay there like okay go ahead yeah. i'm like no 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 i'm done now i've done my little thing i've indicated interest it's your job now <laughs> not everybody and so for me that's what teasing is it's not teasing in the the power way or the sadism way or the i'm gonna like have you begging it's i'm gonna do a little teasing touch a little a little small thing and you are supposed to know what the fuck that means. <laughs> We've been together long enough. He knows what the fuck that means. <laughs> uh, if you engage in that kind of behavior from the bottom, from the other side, the little S side of the slash, be careful about poking that bear. 
So I have absolutely leaned down and thought, oh, I'm just going to lick the tip. And next thing I know, there's a hand, because it's consensual with us, there's a hand <laughs> on the back of my neck, and I'm like, I mean, I'm not mad. I wouldn't have gone there if I didn't want to be there, but, uh, oh, oh, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> Gets turned around on. Right. And yeah. I think sometimes that's what I'm looking for a little bit. Like, I, I know what words to say. I could write an entire script of, say these things to make your desires known to your partner. There you go. My little S side kicks in and the words get stuck right here. <laughs> and they're not coming out. It's not happening. So I find other ways. Like I'll wiggle my butt against your crotch. Like you Put need her to know what that of means. Put a camera and a microphone. She doesn't stop shut talking. Up, have all the words. Put me in front of a naked man. Mm, no words. No words <laughs> at all. Lots of appreciation. Lots of ideas. Ooh, active imagination. No translation between what I'm thinking and what's going on in my mouth. So I have used those because, one, we have good communication outside of that moment. Two, we have very easy communication while we're in the moment. So I'll let you yeah. know something hurts. I've got a cramp. Mm -hmm. That's a bad position. Ooh, that feels good. I can do that. But the I want this from you. I want you to do this. I want this to happen. Brain and mouth cannot function together. So that's when I, I do a little teasing, like a, a little volley over. Like, oh, here's, here's my flag. I'm waving my flag for you. It was the tip of my tongue on some little part of his skin somewhere. But, oh, I need you to know what that means. That really only works if you talk about it when you can talk about it. But that's how I use teasing. And I put air quotes around that because it's not the same level. Do you enjoy it when I do stuff like that? Though? Yes. Is it the it does it does it touch any part of your your dominance or your sadism or is it just like oh look the, the lady I like is you know licking me now? <laughs> Pretty much that's it. Yeah, I mean you know it's 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 nice when it's nice to be touched. I mean okay. yes, that does yeah. work for well, both of us. Well. I think part of it is is that I want you to decide i want you to have the control over that but i want my interest to be known so what happens is i might make a move the one move i got right mm -hmm. and then nothing may happen <laughs> and so i have two options i either better say something like excuse me or <laughs> i have to live with that <laughs> it helps that if i want to i have not wanted to in a while but if i want to I can use um, a toy. I can masturbate. I can do whatever I need to do. Um, but I haven't wanted to. So <laughs> it's like, okay, I have to send out the signal and he needs to he needs to see the signal, interpret the signal, and then want to give me what I'm asking for. And that's the inherent nature of, of our level of power exchanges. I can put out the Is signal. Like a bat signal? Yes. Light it's just in the shape of a the tongue or a butt or a yeah. cock or something. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, and that's insufficient if you don't have strong communication skills or if you don't know each other really, really, really well. Like, you now know after all these years, you know what that means. If I'm touching yeah. you in a sexual way, that is me letting you know I am interested in and, hey, could you take over now? I did the one thing. Like, Green light. Right. Yeah. Um, if you don't have that level of connection, it might be meaningless. It's going to be a signal that goes unseen. It's going to lead to frustration. I much prefer it. Mm, I mostly prefer it when you're the one teasing until I don't prefer it because I'm like, mm. <laughs> just, just lick the clit. The clit, it's right there. Just, I can feel your breath on it. 
just move in a little bit. And then I move in and he moves back. And we go across the bed this way. I do prefer that level of teasing. That, yeah. That's my preference. But that is how I, in a sexy way. The other way, I'll wiggle my butt at you. Oh God! Oh, yes. In a scene, y'all. Now it's mm-hmm. been ages, but we're like we're in a dungeon. There's a, a cross, the St. Andrew's cross, or there's the things for my arms above me, or whatever. I'll poke my butt out, knowing I might not be prepared for what I receive in return, or I'll wiggle my butt, or I'll say something kind of teasing, like it's a it's a verbal mm-hmm. because my hands are indisposed. It's a verbal poke the bear. Oh, yeah. I'm never prepared for what I get. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's like waving a cape, red cape in front of a bull. But it's very rare for me to be meek and mild. I know everybody out there is is not as unsurprised by that. You're like, no shit, you're never meek and mild. I have my moments. I do have my moments. But once, like, clothes come off and uh, sexual interest is engaged, whether it involves sex or it's just a scene where we're playing with paddles and floggers and crops oh my my. um i i'm not meek and mild i'm very much engaged in the moment i might be engaged sometimes i'm engaged very quietly our sunday morning sex routine i'm very quiet because i'm half asleep uh naked in a dungeon very vocal and very active Mm -hmm. um and that then i tease in that way where i'm i do my version of a come hither kind of thing (laughs) and then i am I am never shocked and I am always shocked. So I know your response is not gonna be what I'm asking for or expecting. And also, that's what the fuck I want. I want you to have the control. I want you to have the decision-making power. I want you to surprise me and I'm counting on you to do that. Like the worst thing would be if I wiggled my ass at you, tossed, well, I don't have a lot of hair right now, but tossed my hair at you and made some like cheeky statement that's not bratty, but maybe a little bit more sassy than usual. Um, (laughs) And if you just like walked away and went, fuck, that would be devastating. And you will sometimes pretend Mm -hmm. because then you're getting me to beg, no, no, daddy, come back, come back. Right. Um, But you always give me you give me something, but it's never what I expect. Can you usually tell what it is I want, or can or can you tell when I have no clue what the fuck I want? Sometimes but... I can, sometimes I can't. Okay. Right. And you just go I mean, with what you want. I, I just go with what feels right at the moment. Which I'm good with. It works for us. Yeah. And we've we've worked rather rather well with we that. We have. Mm-hmm. We have. So is there anything else you would say about teasing in a kinky fuckery sexual way? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. It has been quite a while since I've been on the receiving end of some of that. But that's because my libido is in, like, n- negative numbers. If it could be on a number scale, and we're at negative numbers. So I understand. Okay, so that's teasing in mm-hmm. a... Um, kinky fuckery kind of way and everybody's method for that is going to be completely different everybody will have a different style everybody will have a different thing that works for them or doesn't work for them that they're willing to do or they won't do there's no way i mean i know there are people who would be like could you please just tell me how to do this uh (laughs) probably not i Parting tips on this the sex and kinky fuckery is if you were the dom or the top, is you look you look for the opportunities of denial that you know are temporary. You know they're gonna get what you both want, but it's a make them wait. 
or it's a defy expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they think they think you're gonna hit them with this thing and you hit them with that. They think you're gonna fuck them and actually you do like who knows. Um, but uh, yeah, so. That's all I got to say about that. So we're gonna move on to the next okay. topic. We're gonna talk about teasing with as part of your relationship is the way you relate to one another. And I think this is where most people who have an opinion equate it with caregiver little because caregivers are gentler and nurturing, blah, blah, blah. These are the stereotypes I'm like throwing out here. And littles are playful and of course they're teasing. And there is some truth to that. There can absolutely mm-hmm. be some truth to that. I know that my my willingness to accept teasing and the playful nature of teasing mm-hmm. is in part due to my baby girl side. Yes. However, there is a level of teasing that is about uh, wit and word usage and quick thinking and sarcasm and seeing something and having being able to decipher it and come up with something fast enough and it's a war of words and I (laughs) fucking love it. Teasing for us also includes a certain level of sarcasm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, it's our preferred font. Um, Engaging sarcasm font. Right, yes. And so it is not just, there is absolutely a playful nature to it. And there are times that you could easily hear me go, daddy, daddy, no, no. And it's very much a baby girl, daddy kind of thing. But sometimes it's one of us calling the other captain obvious. <laughs> it's one of us going, uh, that I just told you something that was very, very meaningful to me. And the other one of us going, and in other news, the sky is blue. Um, <laughs> there are people I know who do not see teasing or that level of playfulness or sarcasm or sharp wit or however you describe it coming from a submissive is a respectful thing. If it makes you feel disrespected, then it's not a respectful mm-hmm. thing. That's just the nature of it. Um, so it does help if both partners sort of have either have a similar view of it or can find the middle ground yeah. for each other. I know I believe from this to be true for myself, that I cannot be, I know I can't be with a partner who does not understand my sarcasm and who does not understand if I make a comment meant to be playful and funny, ha ha, um, about a situation. I am respectful of people who do not tolerate being teased as an individual. I have some opinions about that. I don't necessarily think that's the best thing, but I understand it and I respect respect it. Uh, the way I taught the now 15 year old about <laughs> sarcasm and making jokes was- That was a mistake. <laughs> child came out of the womb <laughs> crying in sarcastic tones. But it was you being sarcastic or making a joke or teasing or whatever about a situation or a, a thing is one thing. And there's still a line there, but about people, individuals, that's where you can easily cross it, and you're not you're not meant to do that to hurt somebody. Um, so I could, I think, temper my teasing about a person if they did not like that, appreciate that, want that, mm-hmm. if that bothered them. Um, but I have been tried to be tried to date people who did not get my sarcasm or my teasing tone or my let's make a joke out of things 
thing at all. And there was nothing to talk about because I sort of walk around looking at the view at the world through a very sarcastic lens, like not, not because everything deserves sarcasm, but for me that crack the joke, that poke fun, Mm -hmm. that, you know, point out that the emperor is not wearing clothes kind of thing is what helps me make sense of the world. And so if I have that personality and the other person does not, it's probably not going to work. Um, that's a personal thing. We are very fortunate that you do not find me being teasing and playful and sarcastic, uh, a sign of disrespect. There right. are times, however, where you will say that you felt that moment, that thing I said. Was a little much. Was too much, and I crossed a line. And that is when I usually feel compelled to defend myself, because that's not what the hell I meant. And then we're into a very important (laughs) conversation, not for this episode about intent versus impact. Um, But it is because we are willing and able to talk through these things, mm-hmm. you don't you don't just cut me off, tell me I was wrong, tell me that was over the line, and then we move on. We have a conversation about it. Right. We hear each other out. You might still feel that way, and I might still not agree, but I will respect that and try to keep that in mind for and the that's future. A, and that's something that goes both ways, because I, I can be merciless yes with I my teasing one of our our points later is uh when teasing goes too far and we've had some hard conversations about that <laughs> I have found in my experience people who just sort of it's our natural way of relating to people that we feel close to I mean I don't mm-hmm. like walk up to random strangers in the publics and like try and tease them that, no that's no first of all I'm not talking to a fucking random stranger let's get that clear <laughs> but that, no I'm not gonna do that it, it does it, I equate that with a sense of closeness and um, it's a willingness to be vulnerable because I'm going to toss out a joke. I'm going to toss out a statement. I'm going to make a comment that might not land Mm -hmm. well. And I need to know that I'm still going to be loved at the end of that. Um, And then I lost the fucking thread of what I was saying. Oh my God, y'all. I am so sorry. Um, But I, I do that too, where I can just go and go and go and go. And it's too much after a while. It's like, I love you. And I know that you mean well by this, but oh my God, I'm overwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. But that's in certain moods. That's in certain moments. And sometimes you do need somebody who will point out, whoa, 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 this is too much. This is, can you you stop now? Please stop now. This is too much for me. I'm overwhelmed by all of this. You've gone too far. but that's a communication skill. And that's a point right. of trust. I mean, you need to be able to, te- we're talking about teasing and joking and being sarcastic and all that stuff, but this goes for anything. Right. I, I mean, mean, they're, 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 bleh. no, I can't see. See, it's, it's catching. Yes. It's your fault. I know. But it's like anything else. I mean, we, we do that back and forth and sometimes I can tell by your expression, your reaction, that, oh, okay, I need to back off now. Mm-hmm. Other times I don't. Mm-hmm. All right? Just, you know, just like we've talked in the past with your mental health, I can't always... You, you can't know, know just by I looking at me. No, just by looking at right. you. So, you know, yeah, I, sometimes I need to be told. The same is true for me. I mean, you... I think the way you do it, because it certainly does pardon the expression, sober me up, is when you'll say that I've said something, I've been bratty. 
no offense to anybody who loves to be a brat out there, I don't want to be a brat. I'm not trying to be a brat. If you call me a brat, I'm defensive because it's not what I'm trying to do. And I don't, I don't want to be that. That's not who I want to be. So you do get my attention very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I, when I utter say. those words, yes. Now what tends to happen is I go into deep defensive mode of I'm not being a brat. I was just saying this. And then I'm like, I'm just defending my sick, twisted humor, uh, which is a strange conversation to have. <laughs> yes. um, but I have learned to stop and go, okay, that's not what I intended, but that's clearly how it came across. Let's just back away. Every once in a while, one of us will need to apologize to the other because yeah. we took something too far. But mostly it's mm-hmm. just a throw up the warning flag kind of thing of, whoa, whoa, whoa too much, too much, too much. Mm-hmm. Cross the line there. And then we're fine. Because for us, this is how we relate to one another. We yeah. can laugh at each other because we can laugh at ourselves. Neither of us takes ourselves too seriously. We feel very serious about certain things. We take certain topics or certain values and ethics and morals very seriously, Mm -hmm. but we are fallible human beings who, you know, whose bodies make weird noises and don't bend like they (laughs) once did. And, you know, like we, we recognize that about each other. The one thing I can usually tell that how I know I'm comfortable with a person is when not only can I tease them just as naturally as speaking, because I'm not worried about mm-hmm. will this offend them? Not because I think that I'd never offend them because I feel like I know them well enough to know most of this probably won't. And also if it did offend them, they would let me know in a way that does not shatter the relationship, right? Like we've got that level of closeness, but it's also a way to, to allow to myself to be teased is a, a vulnerability because I have to, feel close enough to that person that I can let them know I don't take myself that seriously. So when I'm walking out in the world, I'm getting better as I've gotten a little, you know, now that I'm actually 40, um, I have a lot less fucks to give about what people think of me, but I still have enough. Like, first of all, there's the, <laughs> let's go out into the world and be uh, a part of a member of society and like not show our ass and never, never do I want to be the person who is in a viral video because I said something just utterly foolish. Could still happen, but I'm not going to be that Karen. Okay. Um, So if I'm allowing somebody to tease me and I'm teasing them back and forth, that I, that's a closeness Mm -hmm. because when I'm out in the real world dealing with people that I'm not close to, so even people I know, there is, might not be completely arm's length, but there is a distance between us where I am projecting the the best parts of myself that I want people to see. And I'm less willing to go, oh, here's the goofy bit. Here's the bit that admits I don't know this or that. Now, clearly in this, I'd like to think clearly in this realm on the podcast, on YouTube, I do show some of like the the inner workings and the, the ugly stuff and the guts of stuff mm-hmm. because I'm not trying to be perfect. Cause I'm trying to show that, wait, you can have all this weirdness going on and look, you can still have a happy, healthy relationship. But out in the world when I'm dealing with people face to face who don't know me in that way, and I'm not trying to do that for them. There is, it's not a fake facade. It's not a projection of somebody who's not me, but it's my best self. And my best self is not going to tease somebody randomly. No, I'm not going to be that jokester. That's just and, not my personality. And, and that's a good point because like you said, it's a, a vulnerability 
okay? I mean, let's face it, whether it's sexy teasing or, or just playful teasing in a relationship, it can be fun, mm -hmm. all right? Um, you know, it, it lightens mood, you know, laughter and whatnot. But there is also an ugly side to teasing, uh -huh. okay? Let's face it, teasing can, you know, in, in some aspects, teasing can be cruel. Yes, which I think is where most of us think about teasing. And I think most of us have memories from childhood or at some other point mm -hmm. in life where somebody was cruel yeah. in their teasing. Or we were the one that was cruel mm -hmm. in our teasing. That's so just as feasible. In, in allowing each other to, to break that barrier, so to speak, and tease one another, all right, it, it's definitely a, a aspect of trust. Mm -hmm. Okay, trusting that, you know, knowing that I am not, out to hurt you right in, in any way shape or form right a gentle poking of fun a pointing out an error or a flaw mm -hmm. you know yes yeah but I yeah mean, you know any teasing i do with you is is not out of malice or right. intent to do harm right and you can't automatically know that about people so there has to be mm -hmm. some level of comfort or trust or something Right. To allow your, for me, I should say, to allow myself to do that. So I have friends I absolutely tease. I, my, my entire family, I think that's just, we're, we're built, like our, in our DNA, it's <laughs> sarcasm, teasing, and reading books. Like right. that's just, that's just who we are. And so that's how we relate to one another. But that's how I think if somebody was ever like, is, is Kayla like my good friend or are we still just acquaintances? If I'm not fucking teasing you. I don't have that comfort level right. yet. Partly because I also, I don't want to be hurt, but I don't want to hurt yeah. the other person. I mean, I, I often say to her, I tease you because I love you. I know, and I have to say the same thing in return. It's like, if I'm not teasing you, you need to ask what the fuck is I, wrong I here. I need to worry then, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Like, there's a problem in the relationship if we stop being that... And most people will call it playful, but mm -hmm. we, I mean, we get some digs in. We can, we'll almost say mean things to one another in, with love, you know? <laughs> and there are things I would not say to other but we, people. But we know mm -hmm. each other's limits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And right? we are discovering some of our limits. Yes. That's where it gets me into the, when teasing goes too far, I'm going to skip yes. over one of my points because I don't know if that point was even fully formed. So let's go into when teasing goes too far. Um, hurt feelings, mm -hmm. miscommunication, mm -hmm. um, feeling insecure about things, depending on what you're teased about. Yeah. Like, yes. And and I we should have pointed this out in the kinky fuckery section. Teasing is a huge element of erotic humiliation. And it plays on that line between cruel teasing that's that's a hard limit and maybe triggering mm -hmm. versus teasing that you can handle because it's part of the erotic humiliation. And that is definitely a place teasing can go too far. Um, whatever your say no or your safe word or whatever strategy you use to stop a scene, that's the thing to do if it, yeah. if it's no longer sexy, fun, painful, and it's, this is awful kind of painful. Yeah. It needs to stop. The same is true in relationships where it's just the part of the, how you communicate. You tease one another, you're yeah. playful, you're sarcastic, you're, you crack jokes at each other's expense, like whatever, however you define mm. that. Could, do you think teasing like that, playful, fun, could that be a kink? I'm sure it is. Everything's a kink. <laughs> Everything's a kink. <laughs> I know I need it in solid relationships, in relationships where not just romantic. I mean, my closest friendships, 
we were savage to one another. <laughs> I mean, the only person who's allowed to call me a bitch and me still love her is two states over. And I mean, she doesn't really, not anymore, but there were times we'd be drinking and she'd be like, you are a crazy bitch. I'd be like, I love you, you know. <laughs> like we could just, we would just say, but we would say them in ways that were honest and open and we took them in the way they were intended, not, mm-hmm. you know, face value, the words used. But um, it can go too far and it can go too far when we're not paying attention. Yeah. It can go too far when we think our joke or our thing is so funny that we just keep hammering it, hammering it, hammering it. I do that a lot. I know y'all are shocked <laughs> that I go overboard on things. Damn, it comes as a surprise to me too. Um, so that was actually what led me to wanting to talk about this as a topic because mm-hmm. we had to utilize communication skills that we don't use when we're being playful. We had to use our communication skills that we have used when we've been in the middle of a fight. And it is yeah. very difficult to tell somebody that you know is being playful and loving and trying to be funny that you do not appreciate that thing that they just said and they need to stop. And let me explain that it's not just been me that's heard those words and had them directed at me. I've had to say them. To me. And here's what I noticed about both of us. We have both done this. So it it doesn't make us bad people. I think this is a, a human nature thing. The first time, both of us, the first time we've had to say, you've gone too far, you've gone too far. We almost don't believe the other one and we'll keep pushing. Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned, and I've gotten better at this, so I just start with this, I don't deflect, I come out of the gate with this. I've had to say, I know you're trying to be funny, but when you say this, this way, here's how it makes me feel. It comes like, yeah. Here's how it's landing. Here's what it's making me think about. Here's how how I feel right now. And I've had to get very clear and very specific And the moment I say it, I always, I'm, as a submissive especially, I always feel bad about telling you when you when I think you're not doing something quite right because you are disappointed in yourself. You are worried for me. You are want, now want to take care of me. And and as the submissive who is a service submissive, I'm like, no, no, no. You, I want you to always be right because you're daddy. And the... <laughs> <laughs> And the the reality is, is that's not going to always happen. Right. I, yeah. I, I mean, I wish I could always be right. But I would um, love for you to always be right. My life would be a lot easier. <laughs> but also you'd become insufferable because you'd be like, well, I'm always right. <laughs> kind of like you. Whatever. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have to point that out. Everybody knew, okay? Everybody knew. Everybody got it. It's fine. Just, you know, put a big old label mm, on that. Mm-hmm. And now here's what's funny. When you do it to me, when and because we have, I think we learned from one another because I did it first and then I think you realized how effective that was. And the next time mm-hmm. I went too far and just pushed a little too hard. I kind of used the same, you, yeah. Same exact language. Explain it to me. Here's how I felt. I was defensive because I want to always be the good girl and I'm a perfectionist. Hi. So, and I have so many fears about disappointing the people that I care about. Oh my God, I should probably talk to my therapist some more. Um, and that makes it very difficult. It helped mm-hmm. me that I knew you were using my words back at me. You were you were filling in the blanks for the situation to fit you, but yeah. I had said that to you. And so I immediately recognized that if I did not honor that and just 
shut the fuck up and listen, then I was now a hypocrite. Because how could I say it to you and it be impactful and you respect mm-hmm. it and me not respect it? But I also recognize that I don't want to get in trouble, air quotes around that, or do something wrong because I have a deep-seated fear of being unloved because I fucked up. Like, there's so many issues there. That's a whole different podcast, y'all. Um, <laughs> and I have to get over that. I have to be able to take that criticism because... Doing it wrong once and getting that criticism, you're letting me know because you know I want to do better. Here's a really mm-hmm. cool thing. This has nothing to do with this topic, but it relates to this part of the conversation. I know I don't think the person I saw talking about this was the first person to ever come up with this concept. It was just the first person I saw say it this way. And that was Girl on the Net. Girlonthenet.com is her blog. She's fabulous. Girl on the Net. Twitter fucking amazing but she was we were talking about in terms online and twitter uh in terms of um people saying the wrong thing fucking up just just doing it wrong and she said you know when your friends point out to you that you've done something wrong it's not to tell you you're stupid it's because they care about you enough to assume you want to do better and to want to help mm-hmm. you do better and she did not i don't think she invented that concept she was just the first person i ever saw Phrase it that way. way. And I, it took me a while for my brain to like wrap around that. But when you and I tell each other, because I I know it in action when I say to you, that was too far. This is how it's making me feel. I can't Mm -hmm. handle that right now. It's because I know you want to do better. I know you're not trying to hurt me. I know it's safe to tell you that and that you will take it in. And I trust you to take it in. And so then, of course, I feel like a shit when I get defensive because I don't want to be the bad girl. I want to be a good girl who is loved by everybody for being perfect. Oh, I really should make a schedule an appointment. Um, But that is actually what I keep in my head of if he didn't think I was capable of being better and if he didn't want me to be better and he wasn't trying to help me be better with him so we can be good together, you wouldn't say that to me in that way. I have learned, again, this is a vulnerability thing. If somebody I barely know teases me, I'm very unlikely to call them out on it. I'm I'm more likely to walk away, ignore it. If it's online, I'm going to block. I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist. I don't have to engage in that because I don't have that personal relationship with the rando who said something stupid on the fucking internet. I just don't have time or energy for it. People I love, I will make that time and space and energy for it. But what I have found is that by being really, really specific about how I feel and how it makes me feel is that's good communication, like 101 for anything. But it hits home in this because anybody who's ever was ever teased in a way that was cruel, you know that it's an un you'll describe it your own way. For me, it's an unbearable feeling. For me, it's like being truly poked with a sharp stick over and over again, and you can't get the person to stop, Mm -hmm. and all you want them to do is stop, and why won't they stop? And so I give very clear, here's what it is, and huge sign of trust, it stops. There's an I'm sorry. We move on. I don't dwell on it. I couldn't, I, I remember the moment where I said it. I remember a moment where you said it to me. I don't know what we were even talking about anymore. 
couldn't tell you. I'm not holding on to that grudge because I don't need to hold on to that grudge. Holding on to a grudge can be a very self-protective thing. I need to remember that you did that to me. So when you do that to me again, mm. I'm ready for it. But in our relationship, because we're not trying to hurt each other, we might be like fucking with one another. <laughs> and what is that? Uh, jiggling the chain. Well, there's a thing about the chain. Um, there's an expression. Somebody will remember. I thought my dad might have used it. Like yanking their chain. Ah, yanking their yanking chain. Their I chain. knew okay. I would find that expression. Right. We're yanking each other's chain. But we're not um we're not trying to hurt one another. We're not no. doing it in a hurtful way. But that then goes into one of the things I found that is off limits to teasing her about has to do with certain things regarding her submission. Because I want to be a good girl who never does anything wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we cover that? <laughs> well, for example, I learned early on not to tease her about anything to do with making my coffee. Right, that's my job. Because that is, that is, her, <laughs> that is her job. Take that shit seriously. Yeah, now here's what's funny. So, I am in a better place now. You could, but it's got to be gentle. It's got to be yeah. real gentle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I did that a few times. Tried to do that a few times, and oh, that hit a nerve. Mm-hmm. Because in all honesty, yes, yeah, she takes care of my coffee. She makes my coffee. <laughs> At this point in time, we've been together long enough. She makes my coffee better than I make it. He doesn't it even know how I make his coffee. Where he right. tries without me, and then it's not a good cup of coffee. I, mean, I drank coffee for years before I met her. He and, thought he drank and... coffee. He drank swill. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I lick my finger and I stir it in, and that's how I put love into is it. Is okay? that what it is? Okay. <laughs> okay, that secret ingredient. But if I were to tease her about making the coffee, that hits her on a very, very deep level. Yes, and that leads into the point I put, and here's the thing, teasing is going to affect individuals as people Mm -hmm. in whatever way it does based on who we are. And I think that there could easily be made a case, I think we did kind of lightly touch on it, about how teasing can come across to a dominant and it can feel disrespectful at times, so yes. But I want to, specifically talk about how teasing can be interpreted by a submissive depending on them and their history and their personality and the nature of the relationship and how far it goes. So I can only speak for me, okay? This is not universal, never is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and you hit on one thing. When you tease about a thing that I take pride in doing that I consider Mm -hmm. like my thing to do for you because it's part of my submission very rarely do I take it as a joking tease Mm -mm. it comes across as criticism criticism. now we are at a point I'm a lot more comfortable and relaxed in the things I do um that gentle teasing is fine playfulness is fine um if you were to jokingly air quote on that word tell me your cup of coffee sucked i would be like ready to throw myself on the ground and go what have i done i've now got a million questions what's mm-hmm. wrong with the coffee is it too hot is it too cold is it too this is it too that what did i do wrong i'm now replaying that in my head to figure out where i fucked it up and you might have been joking right i could look her in the eyes and call her the scorpio bitch from hell you do and i do <laughs> and i just i laugh. do and she laughs 
Okay. Oh, she'll, it's she'll, funny because it's true. <laughs> so, but make a crack about how my coffee I is. I know. We have been in conversations where we've just been merciless with one another, and you'll go, fuck you. And I don't take it personal. Yeah. I'm more like, okay, I'll be to the better. <laughs> but tell me that I didn't get the, oh, yeah, tell me I didn't pull the bed down right. Like, I get, I'm sensitive to that. And yeah. I think everybody on a very personal is going to be sensitive about different things and in different ways. So that's one thing we've discovered about me. The other thing that I think about, and I don't worry about this with you, but mm -hmm. I absolutely see it happening. I can just imagine. I'm just positive somewhere, some, somewhere out there it's happened. And that is dominant top whatever tease 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 playful 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 joke at the expense of the partner and the submissive partner doesn't know how to interpret it doesn't communicate in that way necessarily that's like like not either not their natural response or that's not something that they feel comfortable with yet they it's a for us it's a very much a it's like a bearing your belly kind of thing to to allow teasing like that um or they just don't recognize it as teasing because it's coming from somebody with authority over them. And so they take it seriously. Mm -hmm. That is potentially a devastating, serious thing that can happen. I also know in my heart of hearts, because I have been attached to these fuckers and I have dealt with these people, people who say that they're teasing when what they're doing is emotional and mental abuse. They're making you feel bad about yourself, but calling it a fucking joke. Now, anybody on any side of the slash in a power exchange, out of a power exchange can be that kind of person. But when we talk about the way, you know, red flags of bad dominance or the ways that submissives need to watch out for themselves, we don't talk about that part. We don't, we're taught, we look for very like big, like physical things or, you know, certain bad acts, but the person who's constantly like just, saying shit about you and when you get offended going but that was just a joke i was just teasing constantly no, no. total fucking red flag and the power and responsibility that I, that I don't think every dominant really understands um i think the good ones do but i don't think everybody understands is that your words fucking matter and the way they land matters not about your intent mm -hmm. not about what you thought you were doing how did the other person interpret that? I guess maybe this is the conversation for intent versus impact. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and you have some level of authority and control consensually over that person. And if mm -hmm. what you're doing is constantly teasing them to the point that they feel beaten down, you're not lifting them up. You're not no. helping their uh, self-esteem. You're not helping them, you know, become the best submissive that they mm -hmm. can be for you. It's a dangerous, devastating thing. Um, submissives, if that is how your partner relates to you, and even though you're communicating that it hurts you and it bothers you and you don't like it and they're continuing to do it and they're saying really mean things and when you call them on it, they're like, but I was joking. Get the fuck that's, out that's if you wrong. can. That is not healthy. Red fucking flag. Yeah. Um, that it could be a sign of immaturity. I know the people that I know that did it, and I would definitely classify them as being immature, but you don't have to be there for somebody while they fucking mature, while they figure themselves out. Mm -hmm. You can, as long as it's safe to do and you're capable of it, you can extract yourself from that situation and go find you someone who's already matured and understands that what they say matters and the way they say it matters. The biggest lesson, oh my God, I got as a kid and I fucking hated it, but it's Excuse so me. true. It's not always, it's not always 
what you say, but the way that you say it. So you can call me a fucking Scorpio bitch who can kiss your ass and you say it in the right way, I'm laughing. I'm laughing mm-hmm. hysterically. You say it in a different way and I'm devastated. Yeah. Or we're fighting, something's mm-hmm. happening, but it's not gonna be positive. Um, so yes, words matter, of course they matter. Yeah. Tone matters. The connection you have with somebody, the authority you have with somebody, the level of vulnerability that you're at, your trust level, all of those things matter. And yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm not here for somebody who's just a cruel asshole because but I was just teasing. No. Mm, fuck you. I mean, one of the things I can honestly... I, I jabbed you. I didn't feel a thing. I oh, well, I did. Okay. I, one of the things we... You know, it would be a lie to say we never argue, that we never have a fight. Sure, we sure. do. And this goes for both of us. When when we are having those moments, one thing we have never done to either either way, we do not call each other names. All right? If we are having a very deep, heavy discussion, if we are arguing that is not the moment I'm going to look at her and say, you're the Scorpio bitch from hell. <laughs> no, that, that is not going to no. happen. Now, I will say, I, I am really bad about this. I desperately want to lighten a mood. <laughs> I will attempt to crack a joke. I will then get the look and also the words, this is not the time, baby girl. Yeah. Fuck, but I really want to lighten the mood, please. <laughs> that's a learning curve that people have to go on on their own, yeah. and that's part of the journey, mm-hmm. and that's part of learning how to relate to one another. But just so you know, if you've ever done that, you're not fucking alone. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> I do that too. And part of it is because I am so comfortable teasing. I, yeah. I have tried to tease you out of bad moods. You have. That has sometimes... Some, sometimes it's worked, and sometimes it has fallen flat on its face. Spectacular fail, I think is what they call And, and I, I have done the same thing. I know, I know. I'm like, don't tease me. You're just hurting my baby girl feelings. Falling Why don't you love me? Falling flat on my face like a flat tire. <laughs> Look, y'all, you're going to fuck it up. If teasing is part of how you relate to people, and, and you're... However you define what that means. For us, it encompasses so many things. It's name-calling. It's yeah. dark humor. It's sarcasm. It's, yeah. it, I mean, I, I can't even parse out how we tease because I feel like we have, it would be easier to talk about how we relate in serious ways and have, mm-hmm. like, adult conversations with one another than to try and, like, list all the, it's just as natural as breathing at yeah. this point. This is how we relate yes. to one another. Um <laughs> But it won't fix everything. No. No. No, it won't. No, it won't. Um, I, like I said at the top, I cannot imagine not having it in a relationship. It is how I relate to people. Mm -hmm. It is how I show that I trust them, that I'm comfortable with them. Um, Because when you tease, you need to be prepared to be teased back. And I went through times in my life where I could tease and I could not stand to be teased. And that was part of my my own personal maturation and growth. I had to like grow into myself and realize one, that was fucked up that I could do it and somebody else couldn't. But also like, why? Was I with the wrong person? Was it like, what was it? Um, But if it's who you are, I don't think you should have to, to 
tamp that down either. I think you need to find the partner that can handle it or that can relate to it. But yeah, it is very much like most other things. It's very much me like showing my soft underbelly because what I'm what I'm doing when I'm teasing you and I'm allowing you to tease me. And when you tease, you go for the soft spots. You go for, you know, maybe a thing that some somebody else couldn't wouldn't be allowed to say, but you can say it because I know mm-hmm. you don't mean it in the way my brain interprets it from other from people. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's other things we can say. I know I was looking, kind of glancing at the live stream comments. It's going mm-hmm. fast and furious, so there's yes. no way to keep up. We could keep up with it. But um, I know there are some people who are very much on the, oh, my God, yes, yes, teasing. And then there are people who are like, mm, I would prefer not. And that's okay. We mm-hmm. all relate it's, to people in different ways. Right. It's it's not for everybody. No, it's not. Definitely and, not for everybody. And... I think it is, if you know you're a teasing type of person and you maybe think your partner maybe isn't, or they question you a lot and you feel like you're explaining yourself a lot, it is worth having a conversation about, you know, what, especially if there's been hurt feelings, either because the tease didn't land right and the person you directed it to feelings were hurt, or if your feelings are being hurt because you're being told you're being disrespectful when you think you're being playful. Um, but yes, let us please put to rest this idea that the only people who have playful kind of interactions with one another are the caregiver little dynamics. That's some bullshit. Playful people come in all kinds mm-hmm. of modes. Um, some people don't want it. Some people do consider it a disrespectful thing. Yeah, That's cool for them. You know, that's fine. But yeah, if you find that you're playful, do not then have the the... Um, internal crises of oh my gosh does this mean I'm caregiver even though I don't want to do anything with caregiving no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I think that's probably I mean there's obviously there's more that can we be could, said yeah and I do kind of want to like say something about this episode I lost my train of thought like 10 times not because my, my thoughts are running faster than my mouth was, so I'd moved on to a thought before I finished the thought. So if there's some disjointedness in this, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I'm kind of in a weird headspace today, and it has nothing to do with us, and it has nothing to do with work. And I, I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of a weird headspace. I, I have been too for the past week. Um, just kind of been trying to go with it and flow. Yeah, that's kind of all you can do. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. But we are going to do a um, bonus section. Yes. Maybe we'll get our outro right this week. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, well, now I'm paranoid. So <laughs> who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Um, so, yeah, we'll do a bonus section. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah? Okay. All right. Are we good, baby girl? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Keep, Keep it, it kinky, kinky y'all. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Talk to the crickets, Daddy. Can I talk to the crickets? What do you want to do, girl? I want to talk to the crickets. Are you teasing me? Are you making me back? Like you do every fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you saw right through me. I'm pretty sure everybody saw right through yeah, us. They were like, oh, they're talking about teasing? So what? They're going to talk about how they breathe oxygen in and out of their bodies every day? What? How are they going to explain this? Go ahead, girl. Thank you, Donnie. Okay, so... Um, what will our emoji of the week be? Isn't there an emoji of the week where they're sticking their tongue out? I think there's a, not, that's not an emoji of the week, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts 
moving different than my mouth. Um, mm-hmm. Our emoji, mm-hmm. I believe there's an emoji that sticks its tongue out. I wish there was an emoji that did the hands on the side of the head, but I don't think there the is. Neener, the neener, neener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you are not familiar with what neener, neener is and you're listening on the podcast, you're definitely going to have to go look at like our uh, 107 <laughs> live stream to get that, whatever. But I believe there's an emoji that sticks its tongue out. I think there's several emojis, so pick the one you like. Um, and that will be our emoji of the week. <laughs> in the live stream chat, Juniper has popped one in that, yes, yes I yep. think would definitely count. Yep. Um, so that is our emoji of the week. Um, yeah, Selena has given us several. Mm-hmm. I think they're all, I think they're all appropriate. Yep. I tend to use the emojis that stick their tongue out either if I need to signify that my tongue is being stuck out uh, <laughs> for something inappropriate and also as a way to like, say that i have that that was a teasing comment i also mm-hmm. end a lot of things with yeah. lol so that you know ha 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 i'm joking ha 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 because uh a tone does not come through in text um so <laughs> bonus section uh uh we got a lovely housewarming gift from Cheeky Meg. Yes, we did. Um, I usually talk to Cheeky Meg by email, so I don't know if she uh, is ever on like the YouTube live stream. I, I think it's rare because time zones are a problem. Time, I think the time zones, um, once so in a while she's been here, yes. If Cheeky Meg hears the sound of my voice listening to the podcast, we got our homewarm, housewarming present. And they are placements and coasters, and I got a mermaid uh, 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 bookmark. bookmark, and it's amazing. You've already put the um, I've already set the table. Thank you. I need to take a picture of that. I do want to yes. put it up on Instagram so everybody can see it. And it's amazing. And mm-hmm. they're made from the um, coffee, coffee bean bags, coffee sacks, coffee, coffee sacks, sack. and then this really pretty border. And all I could think was, Ooh, Chicky Meg has a sewing machine. I <laughs> keep going down rabbit holes about sewing machines. Mm-hmm. Um, no time to use one no no place set up for one and no desire to spend the money to buy one but uh yeah. youtube lets me go down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. um so yeah we'll have to post a picture to instagram so y'all can see that's where you go and uh follow the handle i fucking hate hmm. loving ds1 the number one loving ds1 fucking hate that handle yeah. I'm so bitter about that goddamn handle <laughs> i've told that story before somebody will always yeah. slide into um some DMs and say, you know, you can fix that. Yes, I know, but I can't have the handle I want because <laughs> Instagram and Facebook are so sex phobic. It's not even funny. They're like, no, not the sex. So, yeah, I'm I'm bitter. I'm bitter. <laughs> I'm so bitter. Um. So, what's our news of the week? The 14 year olds now the 15 year old. Yes. That was that was good. Mm-hmm. So we have a tradition in our family that on your birthday, if you want cake, you can have cake. Not everybody always wants cake. That's okay. I think like this year I probably won't have cake. But um, and you can have whatever food you want for dinner, like whatever yeah. restaurant, whatever type of food. If you something you really want me to cook, which is rare, but you know when they were little, that was especially like mom make bladdy blah. Right? So <laughs> gotta love the fifteen year old. He picked out his cake. Not a problem. Chocolate, chocolate, and some more chocolate. I'm here for it um and then we we're like trying to pick dinner was like pulling teeth and he finally settled he's such a teenage child he's finally settled on mcdonald's and i was like you know i'd have bought you anything but the bank account 
thanks you. <laughs> the bank account thanks you. And because he's 15, he's now eligible to get his learner's permit yes. to learn how to drive. And so he did all the testing online because ain't nobody going into a DMV to sit there for hours Mm-mm. for fucking testing in a fucking pandemic. And so now Thursday, our plan is, assuming I get the the what hours of operation the DMV is under right now, uh, Thursday, we should go and officially get his learner's permit. Raising a future driver. Oh my God. It's freaking me out. It's freaking me out. Yes. It's freaking me out. <laughs> but the calm, calmer uh, adult of, of us, I bet y'all can't guess who's the most calm adult <laughs> in this relationship, <laughs> will start the driving lessons. Yeah. And then as he... We'll see how calm I'll be Right, I know. <laughs> we thought my dad was the calm one when I was a kid, and he couldn't handle it, and my parents finally paid for me to get driving lessons but i did not get my driver's license till i was 19 because i was 19 before my mom paid for driving lessons (laughs) so uh, i actually almost brought a driver's ed teacher a football coach driver's ed teacher to tears when i was 16 because i was that bad of a driver (laughs) he couldn't understand how i was that bad of a driver and i didn't know how to say i have no spatial skills this is difficult um so, yes, we'll find out just how calm and zen-like you are. But mm. if he gets several months under his belt with you then and you feel comfortable, then he will be able, I will take him out for driving lessons, yeah. too. I'm happy to take him into uh, 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 empty parking lots. That I can mm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, but to start. Well, that's, that's where I intend to start, too. Yeah. And then, you know, some of the... You oh, know, you want to know what he asked? What? He said, oh, when we go get my learner's permit, can I drive oh, home? Yeah, I, Boy, I heard him say get away that. from me. No, you cannot drive home on like five minutes after you have your learner's yeah, right? permit. And uh, yeah, that that's kind of my intention. Get him in an empty parking lot for a bit and, you know, see how he does there. And, you know, pretty much then when I learned how to drive and, and uh, even with the motorcycle, you know, I didn't hop on the interstate right off the bat. Yeah. You know, just kind of moseying around the, the side streets in the neighborhood. and See, yeah, and that was the funniest thing. So at 16, I was in the driver's ed course in high school because that's how you got the break on your insurance if your kid took the class. Right. And I aced the book work. I was the only one who actually, like, diligently did the book work. Because, and that's how I made a B in that class. Or did I make an A? I think I made an A because, no, I think that football coach just passed me right along. <laughs> he was so frustrated with my inability to just, oh, God. He paired me with an older high school student who could give two shits, was only taking the class because for the insurance credit or whatever. So he already knew how to drive. He did not care. This was not my friend. He barely explained shit to me. He laughed hysterically <laughs> yeah. when I ran over every cone. It was So when we would finally go out on the road... It was like these little back streets near the high school, very windy roads, but Mm. like the top speed was 35 miles an hour. And I drove like somebody's 100-year-old grandma and would do 25 and frustrate Mm. the fuck out of that high school coach. Um, And so fast forward two years later, yeah, two years later, three years later, I'm a freshman in college I'm in Montgomery, Alabama. The There's a couple of main highways, but then the main road to get anywhere is the interstate. I think it was the third lesson. She's like, okay, we're getting on the interstate at rush hour. 
everybody's doing 70. Here you go. You're going to merge. I think I cried. The whole yeah. thing. I did it. I did it. But, ooh, I, well, it was Well, I, I can say I definitely know how not to do it. Um, <laughs> my dad decided he was going to teach me how to drive. Yeah, <laughs> I met your dad. Oh, Lord. And um, right, right off the bat... He was like, okay, now you got to understand, we had two two vehicles, one of which was a pickup truck with a camper on the back. Mm. And his first thing was to stick me in the truck and say, okay, back it out of the garage. Oh, my God. That did not end well. No. That did not no, end well. No, 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 yep. no. And uh, that was the beginning and the end of his teaching me to drive. Yeah. Like I said, I've met your father. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I have, weirdly, I have absolutely been that parent that's given the kids more opportunities than I had as a kid. And they've Mm -hmm. had more of what I would have, when I was their age, considered a normal childhood, you know, pandemic notwithstanding. Yeah. Um. And so it's never even crossed the oldest mind that by the time he's 16, he won't have his license. And we have said, very honestly, if we do not think you're responsible enough, if you let your grades drop, if you're not handling the responsibility of being in a however many ton fucking metal machine uh, on the road, no, well, he'll, you'll, he'll you'll lose wait. He's in a heartbeat. Yeah, and you'll wait. So fast, make his head spin. But we've also been <laughs> very honest. I'm like, you do know how many errands you're going to go run for me once you have your license. Yep. And then you'll be so tired of going to the store for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, assuming it's safe to go to stores in a year. Yeah. Who the fuck mm-hmm. knows? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he was like, I know. I just I have to bring you back a Diet Coke, right? I'm like, you got it. That's how I know you're my kid. Um, so, uh, yeah. it uh, mm-hmm. it's it, We're in the next phase of parenting. And it feels, it's been 15 years in the making. But mm-hmm. it feels like it happened like, in a blink. And I don't mean like the past 15 years have happened in a blink. I mean, one day he wasn't taking the test and I wasn't paying the money for him to do the online testing. And then the next day he's like, I passed the test. We're going to go on Thursday, right? Like you said. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I've known this. I was the one pushing him going, wait, when are you going to take the online stuff? Because yeah. he could have taken the online testing within the past like six months. Yeah. And he just kind of kept putting it off. And I was like, that's fine. I don't mind. And then he was like, no, oh, I'm ready to do it. And I'm like, Okay. Okay, you've done it. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're gonna let we're gonna let this skinny little boy get into a vehicle. It was kind of funny. He complained that it was took so long. Well, he he had kind of so one of the things in Florida, at least I don't know if it's like this in any other uh, the other states. There's a four hour safety course that they have to take, Mm -hmm. and it's an online course. I think they do in person, but this one is an online course. The majority of them are. And it's got this thing where it like, we'll have you watch a video or read a thing. And then it does a countdown that you cannot move forward until a certain amount of time has passed. And then you do quizzes, but the quizzes are really just to make sure you were paying attention. Not did you get the, learn the basic, but like obscure questions. Like that scenario we just showed you, what day of the week did that happen on? So we kept, I guess, having to go back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> it took yeah. much longer than the four hours. And, and Mr. Spock, yeah, you ain't lying. When, with the insurance going up, 
Oh yeah. my God! I it, know it, it will be repaid in kind by running errands and so taking forth. your yeah. brother places. Yep. Actually, he'll get out of that because their school schedule will be so different. He won't. He won't take his brother to school. Yeah. No. Kind of fucking sucks. Nope. <laughs> kind of fucking sucks. Um. Yeah, he's gonna totally be our do boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You want to practice driving here? Oh, you used the last of the milk. Oh, you know where the store is. <laughs> I need you to go buy milk. Also, bring me back a diet coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that talking about the the insurance when kids start driving, JP's like, well, now we're gonna pay more in insurance. We have to let the insurance company. I was like, shh. Well, they, they they probably they already know. I'm sure. I don't know. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so, attached to my driver's license. Yeah, I had to put my right, as the, the guardian. The, the and all way that. the way everything goes here yeah. in Florida, it's automatically reported to the insurance agency. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. So in other stuff, you know, yeah. um, I know we talked about it a little bit on the um, uh, Friday night hangout, which of course we will be doing again this week if anybody wants to join us. Yes, um, you know we got our new microwave installed. Installed. Been using it. It's Been using delightful. it. Delightful. Um, the new ceiling fan in the living room with lights that immediately turn on and don't need to warm up. Yeah. That was the bulbs. That wasn't mm-hmm. the ceiling fan, but yeah, yeah. it was so high up, nobody was changing mm-hmm. those fucking bulbs. <laughs> and um, this morning, I loaded up the old microwave, the old ceiling fan, and a box of books. A big, heavy box of books. Yep. And uh, those were brought to Habitat Restore. Mm-hmm, to be donated. To be donated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know yeah. I kind of wish that the microwave had gone when everything else went, because if somebody was buying a whole set, they would have gotten a whole matching set. But it's okay. Silent Wing asked about the dishwasher. Well, Silent, the uh, dishwasher's we working great. The 15-year-old is doing a bang-up job. Um, <laughs> the 40-year-old does the other part of those dishes and would love for the mechanical dishwasher yeah, that we paid really yeah. good money for to also be working. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, there there are Eva, um, in all honesty. Oh, for podcast listeners, Eva said yeah. there are a lot of ways to bring down kids' insurance. Um, Eva says, I know Allstate has a kids' program. If they do it, the cost goes down. I'm hoping Geico has something like I, that. I have a personal vendetta against Allstate. It oh, Lord. Me. What is... There are all kinds of memes and stuff where you say, like, from old shows and stuff where somebody says a word and the person, like, steam starts coming out of their fucking ears. And that is you and Allstate. OMG. So So we'll see what Geico has. Yeah. Uh, But, um, (laughs) and um, let's see, what else? Um, My motorcycle, my motorcycle is fixed. You still haven't put gas in it, though. When are you going to go do that? When it stopped raining. Well, I'm sorry, you live in Florida. <laughs> I know, right? In the summer. <laughs> so, like, in December? Except we get winter rain, too. Yeah. So, what, next March? We'll have fun with that. <laughs> I'm just the glad next, the house doesn't smell gasoline next dry anymore. season comes about, yeah. Oh, Lord, in a year. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I after that last experience where you got caught in the rain. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame you, but no. still, I mean, you can't test to double check to make sure that gas leak thing is fixed until there's gas in the mic. I'm just saying. Yeah. What else? I've been working. You've been working. I've been working. Yeah. I might finally get to get back to my cross stitching. Yes. I, I got to... my order from Canada finally you came did. in. You did. I need to get that all set up for you. Need to get that set up for you. 
and have lots of books to read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have um, I have to work through the week and into Saturday this week, so I'm a little like, oh, I like to have a whole weekend, two days to just do nothing, but that's okay. Maybe I'll get to stitch and read. That's really what I want to do. Mm. And go down rabbit holes uh, in uh, quilt tube. <laughs> hey, if there can be book tube and booty guru YouTube, which I don't know if they call that beauty tube or not, but yeah. whatever, probably not. And all the other tubes, then there can be quilt tube. I'm sure there's not. <laughs> I already warned her, folks. She was sitting there one night and she's watching all these quilting videos and I'm sitting on the other end. And researching solitary. sewing machines. <laughs> and I told her, I said, we are not getting another house bigger house so you can have a sewing room it is not happening no but you know one of these days i could have a she shed which i've always found to be a very silly term but (laughs) i mean i could be convinced (laughs) no i'm not gonna get a sewing machine i'm not gonna start quilting out of nowhere i've got way too much going on i desperately want to get back to cross stitching because we have i'm doing the coolest pattern you are. for you i know which is going to take up like a whole massive section of a wall <laughs> yes it's gonna be like a mural it's gonna be so fucking big mm-hmm. so yeah yes <laughs> oh my god i just been yes it i've is. been called out so clearly yeah. so says reading quilting cross stitching kayla's grandma transformation is starting early yes it is mm-hmm. and i'm as cranky as some grandmas i know too uh i need what i need even though i never take these glasses off because i'm blind without them i need the little chain that comes off the oh god so here's what i learned the ear part of your glasses i've always called them stems apparently they're actually called arms i did not know that of the arms of my glasses Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be one of those grandmas that uh is not babysitting grandchildren all of the fucking time. <laughs> Just enough so that the children are grateful for, <laughs> for the break. <laughs> but yes, I am. Uh, my my grandma transformation is occurring. I <laughs> truly am a total homebody. I'm. I want. There are times I want to go out, and I miss. There are some things I miss right now. Yeah. Of a fucking pandemic, but mostly I just want to be at home, quiet in my head, doing things I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And most of those things are fairly quiet, except for my podcast listening. And though that I like to do when I'm doing other things like stitching. Yeah. Like I just, I just. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just like to, and I think that's why I get so frustrated with social media. It's a lot of noise. It feels like the world is yelling, and sometimes that's exactly what's happening: is the world is yelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to be quiet in my head. Yeah, I, I've even been staying away from a lot of social media lately. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Silent Wing, it has crossed my mind, yeah. but eh, I don't. Right now, I don't have a canning. For podcast listeners, Silent Wing, it's a next step canning your own soups and jams. It has crossed my mind. Uh, it legit has crossed my mind. But not enough to actually go seek out how to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we're um, just our boring old selves. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it. Doing life one day at a time. I know. Yeah, that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. 
Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that's pretty much me. I've been, you know, spending some time in the shop, mm-hmm. doing stuff, and um, yeah, just kind of moving along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving along, eating one day at a time. Yep. Yep. And tomorrow, that one day, is watching the kid get his learner's permit. Yep. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> So, on that note, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we have other things that need to be done. Yep. Including what I hope is a very fun video. Yeah. I'm not going to tease it because in case it's a bigger project than I expect, it could take a while to come out. But the video we're going to try and record this week, I think it's going to be very fun. Yeah. I'm excited about it. So, uh, with that, we're going to go. Yep. Yeah. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening Mm -hmm. and watching and all the good stuff. Uh, Emoji of the week is... Any emoji where they're sticking out their tongue. Uh, and hmm. we will, if you don't join us for the Friday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, YouTube live stream hangout. If you don't join us for that, then we'll catch you next week. Hmm. Bye. Bye.